Every once in a while, I, I think that it's important, and I haven't done this in a long time. In fact, I started looking back in my, in my notes or whatever, and not since we have actually been here have I, have I really taken a Sunday, and I feel like Labor Day Sunday is a good day to do it, to just remind us of, of who we are and why we're here and what we're here for and how we do what we, the, the mission, basically the mission and the vision of Zeal Church. I praise God for you, just to let you know. And, and I, just a re- quick reminder, and I know that you know this, but you are, you are awesome. And the church is not, is not this building. I praise God every, every time I drive up to this building. I praise God for, for Him providing because I'm not going to take the time to, to share that story of how God miraculously provided this for us. But praise God for that. But you know that the church is not a building. It's us. It's people. It's, it's you and me, every one of us. It, the church is, is people. One of the foundational passage that we, that we uh, basically named the church after is found in Romans chapter 12, verse 11, where it says this, Never be lacking in zeal, But keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Here's what zeal, the definition of zeal. Great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause or an objective. So you have your notes there. You can, you can follow along. I'm sorry that I didn't let you know that, especially you new folks. There's a place online as well to be able to follow along on the notes this morning. And um, so zeal, zeal is great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause or an exe- objective. And there is no greater cause or exec- objective, easy for you to say, Than Jesus and what Jesus desires. That is, that if you get all the way down to the foundation of it, that is our reason for being. We are zeal church. We are a church in pursuit of everything that God has for us because we strongly believe that everything that God has for us is good for us and it's worth pursuing. Amen? Amen. It's Thank you much. Yes. And it is God's will that we never be lacking in zeal or spiritual fervor in our pursuit of what God has for us. He doesn't want us to go around lethargic, and apathetic in our walk with Him or in our work for Him. He wants us to never be lacking 
and zeal. Jesus made this point very, (laughs) through a really vivid picture in Revelation 3, where he says this, verse 15. This is in the message uh, version. I know you inside and out. And I find little to my liking. He's talking to a a church of his followers. You're not cold. You're not hot. Far better to be either cold or hot. You're stale. You're stagnant. You make me want to vomit. Now that's sad. Don't get stale out there. Not, I'm not wanting to make Jesus want to vomit. Not wanting him to, to not need to vomit is one thing, one of the, and it's one of the many reasons why we should never be lacking in zeal. The Apostle Paul wrote, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord, which insinuates that it's possible that we lose our spiritual fervor. It's possible for us to lose our zeal. And I want us to live up to our name, Zeal Church. We put it on the, on the front of the building. Not just, not just Zeal Church. We're zeal. We're a church in pursuit because there's always more. You can't you can't, um, you, there's always something more to pursue whenever it comes to Jesus because he always has more for you. So how do we keep, on this first Sunday, how do we keep our zeal? Experiencing fruit or results is one of the easiest ways to keep your zeal. Experiencing fruit is one of the easiest ways to keep our zeal. John 15, 8 says this. This is to my Father's glory that you bear what? Come on with me now. Much fruit. Showing yourselves to be my disciples. Verse 11. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. He wants us to bear fruit, and whenever we bear fruit, it helps us keep our spiritual fervor. It helps us keep our joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our energy. It's our help. It's our zeal. No matter what you're doing, it's easier to stay enthusiastic about it if you're experiencing some fruit from your efforts. Is that not correct? If you're on a diet, it's hard to stay excited about it if you're not seeing some results. If you're, if you're working out, it's the reason why they have mirrors all over the gym. It's not, they may tell you that they put that there to make sure that you can watch and make sure your technique is right, but that ain't right. There they put those mirrors there so you can see, yeah, see those guns. Yeah, I see Hank over here. He's, he said, I don't even need to have a mirror. I'll just, <laughs> yeah. 
We like to see results. If we plant a garden, we get excited whenever that first tomato or that first cantaloupe, we get we get full of zeal about it to the point to where we don't even, we may not even wash it off first. We will grab that tomato and start eating that thing, and it don't matter if it runs down, juices run all down your arms and onto your clothes. You're excited about it. Because fruit helps us keep our zeal. So we are a church in pursuit of fruit. Because when we experience it, it's always easier to not be lacking in zeal and spiritual fervor. And I like easier. (laughs) I don't know about you. Fruitfulness in anything is hardly ever easy. Except for growing weeds or growing grass in a gravel parking lot. Takes no effort whatsoever. But now that I think about it, that's true in our own lives. Weeds can grow up Easy with not very much effort. So we're going to get very practical now for just a few minutes and go through our process as far as Zeal Church on our pursuit and process for fruitfulness. Um, Many of you, some of you just went through growth track Step one of growth track. We're fixing, and some of y'all, it's been three years since you've been through growth track. So you're going to get our process, very practical process about Zeal Church today. The first part of our process to fruitfulness is we need to know what fruitfulness looks like, don't we? We need to know what fruitfulness looks like. And fruitfulness here is God looking big and good. And people consistently taking next steps. That's what it, that's down to the bare bones. We're here to make God look big and good. And we're here to help people consistently take next steps. We're all on a spiritual journey. And basically, there's, there's four steps in this spiritual journey. And we, we see it all through Scripture. All the way from Exodus chapter 6 through the end of the Bible. The first time that I see it is, is Exodus 6. And then there's several other times. One of the places is, is in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. Whenever Paul was praying for the believers at Ephesus. Look at what he said in verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. If you have your Bibles with you, you can underline, know Him better. And then I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. 
in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. All right, so in this one passage, we can find these these four steps in this spiritual journey. Step one is to know God. To know God, and you can put out there, and know him better. Verse 17b, it said, it, the second part of verse 17, it said, I pray that you may know him better. The message, the message version says that you can know him personally. He doesn't just want you to know church. He wants you to know him. Isn't that awesome? That we don't, we don't only know, we're not part of just a church. We can know Him personally. God not only wants to forgive us of our sin, He desires to set us free going into the step two, to find freedom. Step one, know God. Step two, find freedom. He said, I pray that your eyes, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. In the message it says, focused and clear. Because God not only wants to forgive us of our sin, He desires to set us free from sin. We need to believe that. We need to trust God in that and continue to pursue that so that we can see clearly. He wants to open up blinders. And and we never get, there's always... There's always more until Jesus comes back, and I pray he comes back today, don't you? Man, that would be awesome. You're talking about set free. Come on. That would be fantastic. But as long as we're here on earth, there's always going to be more for him to do, not only for us to pursue, but for him to do in us. Because all of us still have some issues. You know you do. And that person, if you don't know it, the person next to you knows it. And they may have told you about it just on the way to church this morning. But God wants us to continually be set free from this. And then we'll come on up a little bit further. And he'll he'll let us see something else that can change in our lives and set us free from that. Because God... He's just good like that. He wants us to find freedom. Galatians 5.1 says this, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm then, and, and don't let yourselves be burdened again by that yoke of slavery. He doesn't want you going back. He wants you going forward. Find freedom. Step three, discover purpose. He wants us to know God, he wants us to find freedom, and he wants us to discover purpose. And this is what we're talking about, what fruitfulness looks like here at Zeal Church. Discover purpose. He went on to say in verse 18, this isn't up there, but if you have your Bible, you'll see it. 18 verse, uh, the second part, it says that you may know the hope to which he's called you. 
God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. He's gifted us in an area. We're not all gifted in every area. There's some of you that are gifted in more areas than others. <laughs> there's some of you that are more gifted in more areas. than, And then there's others that are gifted in one thing. But we're all gifted and God has called us. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says this, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, to do something, to do good works, which God prepared in advance. He has a plan for your life. I'm thankful for that. Then in 1 Corinthians 12, 27, it goes on to say, All of you together. So you have this gift. I have this gift, y'all have another gift, every one of us, and we are, all of us together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it, and it goes on to say you're all important on it. And We need to discover the purpose for which God has called us, and then start using that coming together to make that happen because that's where fruitfulness comes from. And then fruitfulness is seeing people come to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and then last, to make a difference. To make a difference. He doesn't want us just existing. 18, the last part of 18, verse 18 in that Ephesians 1 says that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glory and glorious inheritance in his holy people. In other words, none of us are to be doing this alone. We need one another. We can do more together. Just like, praise God for your... For your financial giving, which gave us the opportunity to be able to, to send money to be able to rescue Christians in Afghanistan right now that have been left behind. Praise God for you. And we can do more together than separate. All right. So we need to, we need to know what fruitfulness looks like. And what fruitfulness looks like is for people to come. It's always about people. It's about God and people. People to come to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. So the next thing that we need to know, if we're going to experience fruitfulness so we can keep our zeal, is to know and work the strategy for fruit. Work and know the strategy for fruit. So if we know that fruit looks like people taking next steps to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference, what is our strategy at Zeal Church to help people accomplish that? The primary <clears throat> on the know God strategy is, is our weekend services. It really is our weekend services. In the USA, the, all the statistics for years, especially in the South, people make decisions for Jesus Christ primarily 
at a weekend service. Your connection with people makes all the difference in the world in creating the, the desire to be here. I was talking to somebody this morning, and their, their, their wife has been talking about, about Zeal Church. So he wanted to be here this morning. That's, that, that story is replicated over and over and over again. We have somebody else here this morning that is here because somebody else had been telling them about Zeal Church. You've got to check it out. And they're here this morning. Praise God for that. That's, that's fruitfulness. But, and in the U.S., People make decisions for Christ primarily in a weekend service. They get their, you're the salt and light. So you get people thirsty to experience God. And then so our desire and our Sunday morning services are designed to help people come to know God who don't know him yet, and to help everyone know him better. This morning, I wasn't, I mean, it's Labor Day, it's a weekend, it's a weekend service, I thought it'd be all new people, but it's not all, I mean, I thought it was going to be all old people, uh, people that have been here, thought it'd be a great day for us to do that, but we have new people here, praise God, you're getting to go through growth track, first step one, right today. Our Sunday morning services are designed to help people come to know God who don't know Him yet and to help people know Him better. So whenever I'm developing a message, it's with the thought, can a person who's, who's never been in church, who wasn't raised in church, even somebody Far from God, and I pray every week, I pray that there's people here physically and people online who don't have a relationship with God yet. And whenever I'm praying over the message and I'm making my notes, I'm praying, can a person who has never had a relationship with God yet or somebody who's never been in church before Will they be able to understand and get something out of what I'm, of what I'm saying? I pray that he gets somebody, that all of y'all, the rest of y'all, I pray that the rest of y'all who are fired up from God, I pray that, that you get something out of it as well. And you need to amen me whenever I'm preaching. Whenever, thank you. Whenever in those times, you that already know God. But I want everybody to be able to understand. So we need to be inviting people. If we're, if we're praying every week and our messages are prepared, the reason why we do music the way that we do it, the reason why I don't spend just a whole lot of time with announcements and in transitions and all of that is because I'm expecting people that are far from God to be here. So in that, I don't want to, it's, 
we're, we're a team as, a, as zeal church, so you need to be inviting, and I'm praying that you invite people that are far from God. People that don't have a church. If, if, the, if, they, if they're not comfortable coming to the church building, tell them, zeal.online.church. Man, you can check out the church and see what you think about it. Just go to church on Sunday at zeal.online.church. We need to be inviting people. That's the reason why, that's the strategy of the, we have invite cards out there on the table. We have, we're, we're praying for you, or we've prayed for you, door hangers, that you can just take a minute and throw a door hanger up. If, you, if you're nervous about talking to them, run up there and hang it and then run back. It's the reason why we have the decals out here. Take a decal. Put it on the back of your car. Something, anything to invite people and get them here because it helps us keep our zeal whenever we see experience fruitfulness for God. And it's about making God look big and good and helping people come to what? Know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. And of course, we have those strategies, and we're, and we're, we're partnering with other ministries. I'm not going to go into all of that to reach people here, as well as our nation, as well as the world. Thank you again for your partnership and your tithes and your offerings. All right, so that's our, that's our no God strategy. <clears throat> our find freedom strategy is small groups. That's our small groups is our primary way of helping people find freedom. And there's, we have different groups going on, different ones every, every semester. We have a, the winter semester that starts in February, goes through Basically, the end of school, May, first part of June, have a short semester in the summer, and then we have a 12-week semester in the fall that's going to be starting up next Sunday. Uh, Sign-ups and everything. Well, you can, go, you can go online and sign up now. Seth will say something about that, that later this week. There's one small group that, um, if you haven't been through yet, if you're not sure which one, whenever you start looking at them, I just happen to be the one that facilitates it. <laughs> I've got the pulpit, so I'm going to do it. It's one that I, that I want everybody who's part of Zeal Church at some point to go through the small group. The Freedom Small Group is powerful. It is, it's, not just, it's not just for folks who have life-controlling problems, even though we've already said we all have issues. <laughs> but it is, it is a... the best small group that I've ever facilitated. And we have it every semester. And I encourage you if, you, if you haven't been through it, to go through it with me this semester. James 5.16 says this. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that, they, so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. 
I believe that freedom happens in the context of relationships. And relationships are developed in small groups. And I'm not saying that you, you, you throw all of your dirty laundry out there to everybody in the small group. No, but I prayed that in that time of a small group that you develop a relationship with one or two people that you're comfortable with. If you're going through an issue, you, you don't, you can trust them enough to call them up and say, man, I'm struggling with this. And would you pray with me about this? Uh, we, we get forgiveness from our sin by confessing to Christ. If you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins and purify you from all unrighteousness. We get freedom and healing in our confessing to one another. So, find freedom strategy, a small group. Seth, you can come on back. Our discover purpose strategy is growth track. <laughs> You're all going through step one right now. It's our stra strategy to help people discover their purpose. This is step one. Next week, it happens immediately after service. Every Sunday, the first Sunday is step one. The step two is on the second Sunday of each month. You will we'll go through a... a Fun time of a personality profile assessment, a spiritual gifts assessment to find where you might fit and in ministry. So growth track. If you hadn't gone through that, I encourage you to do so. And then our make a difference strategy is the core team. I praise God for the core team here. The vast majority, I mean, it, I've been in ministry for a long time since and full-time ministry since 1989. Can you believe that? That's a long time ago. I've never been, praise God for you, I've never been at a church that the core team was as, as strong as this one. Most of the time in a children's ministry area, if you get sentenced to children's ministry, <laughs> you get sentenced and you never get out. I mean, it's like we close the door and you have to stay in there. You never get to go to church. It's not like that here. Praise God for that. We have just started up our, our, our what I call the lion's den, <laughs> a toddler age. We just opened it back up. This week, because the core team starting to, we we had we we had narrowed it down to just our nursery and then another during during um, what's this called COVID we've been going through. Folks coming back, we open we're opening up the lion's den again with the with the toddler age, and it's not a it's not something that you get sentence to if you like kids man once a month you have an opportunity to impact lives from a young age make a difference is our core team so for us to be a church in pursuit 
of fruit. Each one of us that calls Zeal Church home, we need to be in pursuit of knowing God better and helping other people know God better. And when we do that, we will make a difference. We in we enlarge God's kingdom and we're changed on the, from the inside out individually and we work together to enlarge his kingdom and whenever we enlarge his kingdom we're making him look big and good and we're making an eternal impact in lives. There are people in here and watching online whose family trees have been changed because of the impact of this core team making a difference in the kingdom of God. Amen? You are, we're a part of something big and I praise God that there are great churches all around us. There's a bunch of them. You probably drove by 10 on the way to church this morning. Praise God. And God has something for every one of those churches, but He has something for each and every one of us. And He has people that you and I can reach, and we can reach together. And maybe no other church, the body of Christ, will be able to reach. So for us to be a church in pursuit of fruit, each of us needs to know and work the strategy together. And if we do, we will never be lacking in zeal. We will be the personification of zeal. A church in pursuit, bearing fruit, together enlarging the kingdom of God and making Him look big and making Him look good. So let's bow our heads and then we're going to worship. First step.